When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to Realistic Sustainability Educational Shorts. I know I say I get torn on things here and there, but this one I kind of am. There's good, there's bad. This short is about the high cost of lithium mining. Why do we mine so much lithium? Well, because electric cars are the future, right? We need batteries. We need batteries in just about everything. And that's what we use, lithium. It holds the charge. It's well better than any of the previous batteries that we used. Plus, let's face it, we have to find a way to break that oil addiction. And yeah, that's exactly what we have. We even have millions and millions of people around the world who have this Stockholm Syndrome, probably the best way to put it, when it comes to oil. I've got friends with big, large trucks and blowing black smoke everywhere, bragging about the amount of gas they use. There's really no reasonable reason for that to happen other than the fact that they're on a team and that Stockholm Syndrome. They belong, or at least feel they belong. It's not rational, which is why I wanted to do this short. There's a lot of discussions out there. I even just had a friend recently post something about an EV burning in the streets and saying, is it still carbon neutral? Is it still emission-free? These are the kinds of things you're going to see all the time. Just little shots. What does it do? It's designed to keep us addicted to our oil. Well, at least till it runs out. You do realize, well, once we've gone past peak and we start to run out of the resource, they'll lay off it. They just need to get every penny out of it because that's all some people care about. CEOs have even been caught saying, they can make the change after I retire. But anyways, EVs are the future, right? Electric cars? Well, part of being sustainable is just looking at all of the options. Looking at, is electric vehicles the end-all, be-all? It may, it may not, but we definitely need to take a look at it. And the biggest part of electric vehicles that we have to look at is batteries. One of the reasons why EV has become more popular than, let's say, hydrogen fuel. Well, one is because in history, you know, there's always been, when you think hydrogen fuel, you think Hindenburg. But... Electric vehicles are a known commodity. Electric for a car has been easily understood since General Motors bought and buried the EV1. It's a method of transportation that most manufacturers actually already understand. Do they understand it to the level they need to? Not yet. That's why so much money is being poured into it. But you can tell just from looking at the manufacturers, that is the direction they're going in. No questions asked. They have little divisions for hydrogen fuel, possibly some others, but they are absolutely all in. All the chips, center of the table, on electric vehicles. So, let's start looking at it. Let's start looking at what it will cost us. And I don't mean that financially. When you listen to this show, when I say cost, it's a much bigger word than money. What is it going to do for the environment? What is it going to do for us? Is it going to get us to that that product at the end, the end-all, be-all, if you will. Well, I'm not necessarily sure. I do know 
It's a necessary leap. We have to go to electric just to break that oil addiction, just to show that it can be done. And from there, we can get better. But let's see. One of the biggest things that people get upset about when it comes to going to electric is lithium. And they do that not because of how bad it is to get out of the ground, but, but how much we have. Well, if you research it, a lot of times people talk about China. China will have a lock on the resources, much like Middle Eastern countries do with oil. Neither of those are true. The United States has a great deal of natural gas and oil. We've rightfully chosen not to tap it. We have the same situation when it comes to lithium, and we've chosen not to tap it nearly as much as most countries. So who are the top six countries with the most known lithium reserves? Bolivia is number one. 21 million tons of known reserves. Argentina, number two. Chile, number three. Four, the United States of America. Five, Australia. And then six, China, which is weird because in most financial markets news, they talk about China being the largest market or having a stranglehold on the lithium market. Well, they don't have a stranglehold on the lithium market when it comes to raw materials. They do when it comes to processing. China currently controls 80% of the world's raw material refining, 77% of the world's capacity, the, cell, the world's cell capacity, and 60% of the world's manufacturing when it comes to lithium batteries. That's where they have the stranglehold, is the processing of the lithium. They're sixth when it comes to the raw material. Now, we talk about lithium mining. For the longest time, I talked about strip mining for lithium. Now, now it's done with water, which I'm not excited about. It takes a lot of water, 500,000 gallons on average to get one ton, one metric ton of lithium out of the ground. The process, it's interesting. Miners drill holes into salt flats and pump salty mineral rich brine into the surface. Several months later, that water evaporates, leaving manganese, potassium, borax, and lithium salts, which are then filtered and placed into another EVAP pool. This can take 12 to 18 months to process the mixture and remove all the lithium carbonate. That's a long time. It's an energy-rich and water-intense process. So what are the real big problems? Well, number one, we use a ton of water. Massive consumption. For some of these countries, as we talked about Argentina, Chile, and Bolivia, that takes water away from the farming. You're taking fresh water and making it salt water. You're allowing it to evaporate, quote unquote, greenhouse gas. But the biggest part is, is you're not using that water for people. You're not using it for per personal consumption. You're not using it for farms. That water is going to getting lithium. And a good chunk of that gets stashed as waste. Number two, leaks and contamination. When you have all these different mixtures like this, when you're trying to get lithium, quite often you're going to get hydrochloric acid and other toxic mixtures. These, these can leak into groundwater sources, rivers, streams, lakes. Animals can find this, drink it. There is multiple concerns when it comes to leaks, kind of like hydraulic fracturing, but not on, not on as large of a scale. And as I said before, with developing nations storing this water sometimes, they'll take it and fill old caves or 
coal mines full of this tainted water, leaving it there, causing this ecological damage all around. From the animals who find it to seepage, it's just not great. So what do we get from it? Well, you break the addiction of oil, but one part that no one ever talks about is what is this alternative? All the things I just talked about, they happen in the fossil fuel industry. The fossil fuel industry has all the same extraction problems, except for when they're done, all of their phases cause us problems. Because once the product is made, we put it in a vehicle and then we burn it. Then we get the emissions from it again. At least with lithium, it's nearly 100% recyclable. If we're responsible once we have it, we can use the same lithium over and over and over again. Can't do that with fossil fuels. It's a one and done. You collect it, you burn it. It's in the atmosphere. Lithium, as long as we continue to recycle, it can be reused. Not saying it's the best, not even saying it's good. I'm saying it is that next step to get people's minds away from this constant addiction to fossil fuels. If you have to burn it, it is not sustainable. Now, how do I think about all of this? Do I think electric vehicles are the end-all be-all? Not necessarily. Hydrogen fuel is more efficient. It's more abundant because hydrogen is the most abundant element in the universe. But it's just not there yet. And the infrastructure for electric is being built. If we updated the grid to massive amounts of micro smart grids with all clean inputs, it does help us. The amount of damage done by lithium mining and refining would be negated by eliminating most or if not all fossil fuels and nuclear. We just have to build the structure correctly. We have to make sure we design our infrastructure, not only around our needs, but around built into the environment, not to damage it. Now, in the far future, I expect to see things like multi-capacitor systems where you don't need batteries, where energy is being transferred through Wi-Fi or through electromagnetic radiation on the roads, where your vehicle never necessarily has to have this long capacity battery. But that's not now. And if we wait for now, we'll run out of oil before we get there. So when it comes to this, I am for switching over to electric vehicles. I know it's needed. I know we have to break the cycle. I know that everybody hates new or change. There'll always be half of society stomping their feet angry that what they remember as a kid will no longer be. And guess what? Kids today, they're going to feel the same way when electric vehicles goes away or changes. It's part of the cycle. I no longer take it personal. I nod, I smile, and say, darn those kids, reminding everybody that we've become the grumpy old people. But really, the root of it all is we have to get off oil. We have to get off fossil fuels. And it looks like this is the system that's going to do that for us. And until Tony Stark swings in with his arc reactor, this is the process we're taking. This is the way we're going. And I do believe in the long term, it's the right one. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you liked it, share it with a friend or on social media. Other ways to support realistic sustainability is by becoming a monthly sustainer on our anchor hosting site or just by going to greeningyourlife.org forward slash podcast. If you can't do that, I'm okay with it. Just leave us a five-star review. Click a like. 
click a follow, do something that shows that you listen to the show. We greatly appreciate it. And remember, we only get together each week just to get a little better. Little bit, little bit, big bit. Thanks again, and I'll see you next week. If you have the desire to be sustainable but are unsure of what can go in the recycling bin or you're constantly forgetting the reusable grocery bags, check out Starting Sustainability, the podcast. Don't be frustrated or confused anymore. Starting Sustainability was created to help those beginning their sustainable journey. Each week, we give ideas on simple concepts you can easily incorporate into your current lifestyle. We also share stories of what works and what doesn't, so you don't have to waste your time and money. Check out Starting Sustainability, available everywhere you listen to podcasts.